Now unto God who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. Well, I want to welcome everyone to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Minister Marcus Taylor, and as always for me, it's a privilege and an honor coming before God's people sharing in the word of the Lord. Amen. Well, on tonight, I'll be talking about a topic that uh, most Christians need to actually be be discussing and not only discussing but you need to do more of it and that's fasting we need to fast more amen it used to be uh, the norm for believers to fast I don't think a lot of people now that call themselves Christians are really concerned about fasting as they should but I'm going to show you through the word of God that it's vitally important for the believer at some point in your walk that you take part in you go ahead and consecrate yourself that you humble yourself and fast so as always i have a list of scriptures that i want to give you uh, concerning this topic so i would say that uh, i pray that you get you a piece of paper and a pen write the references down and then after i'm finished take the time yourself to go back and study as it says in second timothy 2 15 Study and show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to being ashamed, rightly cutting it straight, the word of truth. Amen. All right. So I'm going to be talking about fasting. All right. Before we get started, as always, I want to give us a word of prayer. Most holy and righteous Father, Lord, I thank and praise you for your goodness, your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Father God, for another day. Thank you for sustaining us, Father God, to get to this point. Lord, we can do nothing aside from you. Thank you for your precious Holy Spirit that guides us, teaches us, and instructs us in the word. Lord, with man, things are impossible, God, but with you, we know all things are possible. Lord, thank you for helping us to exercise our faith. Lord, you know what your word says. Without faith, it's impossible to please you. And so, Father God, even with mustard seed faith, Lord, you're still able to do exceedingly and abundantly in our lives, Father God. And we thank you for that. Lord, I say a special prayer for those in nursing homes, in prisons, Father God, and homeless, that you will continue to watch over, look in and check on them, Father God. Lord, and those who have been afflicted with this virus, I pray supernatural healing take place, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Man does not have the final say-so. You do. You are the one in control, and Lord, we depend and trust your word. And your word does say that we don't live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of your mouth so father god we know that your word is true your word also says in john 17 17 sanctify them by your truth for your word father god is truth and lord i always decrease and i'm asking that you increase holy spirit please take over and have your way let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight these things i pray in jesus christ's name amen and amen all right, we're talking about fasting, amen. It's very vitally important that the believer know what it is to fast. You must fast. It's vitally important to you, and it will help you. So we're going to be talking about that. All right, so now, hope you have your Bibles, because uh, we're going to be going through a lot of Scripture. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, let's go to Isaiah chapter 58. Let's go to Isaiah 58, and we're going to look at verses 3 through 6. Isaiah chapter 58, and we're going to look at 
3 through 6. All right, and I'm going to be reading from the King James Version. It says, Wherefore have we fasted? Say they, and you see not. Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and you take no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exact all your labors. Behold, you fast for strife and debate and to smite with the fist of wickedness. You shall not fast as you do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. It is such a fast that I have chosen a day that man afflict his soul. Is it not to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast, an acceptable day to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, that you break every yoke? All right, so we have here in Isaiah, Chapter 58, verses 3 through 6, the Lord is saying, you can't just fast any old kind of way. There's a certain type of fast that he's requiring in this particular chapter. And he's asking them, you know, why, you know, are you doing this? You know, you can't just come and fast any kind of way. There is a certain way that you're supposed to present yourself in a fast. So, um, Write that reference down and go back and study that. It's very interesting. Isaiah 58, 3 through verse number 6. Amen. All right. Now let's go to Nehemiah. The book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 1. And I want to pick it up at verse number. Well, let's start at verse 3. Nehemiah 1, 3, and I want to read 3 and 4. And the Bible reads, And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity therein the providence are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass, when I heard these words, that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. All right. Well, in this particular instance, Nehemiah is troubled because of the fact that the wall of Jerusalem had been broken down and that it had been burned with fire. So, he didn't wallow around and say, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm sad and that's all I'm going to do. He's like, no, he took it a step further. It says that he sat down and cried, of course, and he mourned certain days and he fasted. And he only, not only did he fast, it says he also prayed before the God of heaven. This is good instruction for us when you go through a trial, circumstance. Sure, you can pray about it and God will hear you and he will deliver you and he will bring you out. 
But sometimes we need to humble ourselves and say, okay, I need to set aside some time to fast. I need to set aside some time to fast and to pray. And you'll be amazed at the results. And this is a scripture that you need to write down so that you can go back and refer back to this scripture. Just like Nehemiah did when he was troubled in his spirit. He, didn't, he cried, of course, but he also fasted and he also prayed. Amen. So that's a very important scripture. All right. Now let's go to Matthew chapter 17. Now let's see what it says here in Matthew. Matthew 17. And we want to look at two verses here. 17, 20, and 21. All right. The word of the Lord reads. And this is Jesus speaking. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. And 20 says, How be it, this kind goes not out, but by prayer and fasting. Kind of reiterates what we just got through talking about in Nehemiah. There are some things that won't, that won't relieve themselves or go away except from prayer and fasting. Now, I know that might be a shock to some because some people have been taught just the fact that all you have to do is pray. You know, some people haven't even never even been introduced on what fasting is. So now you know that you have to fast at some point in your walk. It's, in, it's vitally important to you and it can only help you. Sure. You mean there are different there are different types of fast that you can go on. Um, the Bible talks about that. Term. I'm not going to get into that, but um, for the sake of time, um, there's a Daniel fast. You can do that one. Um, you can do uh, no food straight through. Uh, you can do um, only water. Um, like I said, the Daniel fast, you know, you just eating vegetables. Um, there are different types of fast that's laid out in the Bible. So um, everybody that has a smartphone, you know, you have Google put in the different types of fast and it'll give you a list of the different types of fast so that you'll know which one would suit you for your situation. Amen. All right, moving on. Let's go now to the book of First Corinthians. And we want to look at first, uh, chapter 7. And I want to pick it up at verse 5. First Corinthians chapter 7. And verse 5 is where we want to pick it up. And the word of the Lord reads, Defraud you not one the other, except it be with consent for a time, that you may give yourselves to, get this, fasting and prayer, and come together again, that Satan tempt you not for your inconsistency. Okay, this is concerning marriage. Um, 
woman, man, in the marriage relationship. Um, that the Bible says, you know, well, I'll just say this. Intimacy should only be for a man and a woman in the confines of a marriage. That's, you know, sexual, you know, intimacy, I should say. Uh, should not be done outside of the of the marriage, the marriage bed. And verse number five is talking about says defraud you not one to the other, except it be consent for a time. What was it saying? You two have decided that for a brief time, um, in in unity, that you both agree to this, that you set yourselves uh, apart. For fasting and prayer, and then after that you come back together again. And the reason why you don't prolong coming back together again after you have fasted is so that Satan contempt you not for your inconsistency. Amen. All right, well, we're talking about fasting, so this is some good information for you. So that one was First Corinthians seven and five, and I'll go back and read, uh, give you the list. We first went to Isaiah fifty-eight three through six and then I read Nehemiah one and verse four and then we read Matthew 17 20 and 21 and we just read first Corinthians 7 and 5 now we're moving on to the book of Luke Dr. Luke as I like to call him uh, chapter 2 and we want to look at verse 37. Luke 2 and verse 37. And the Bible reads, And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings, plural, and prayers, plural, night and day. Okay, here we have a widow. And she was she didn't leave the temple, but served God with fastings, meaning she fasted many times. And she sent up many prayers night and day. So she knew the value, the importance of fasting, of setting aside some time. And it says not only did she do it once, it said fastings, which means it's plural, means that she did this more than once. It also says she had prayers, plural as well, meaning she sent up many prayers. How many did she, how often did she do this? The last part of that verse says day and night. So she was steadfast in what she was doing. And we can all take an example from this widow woman and say, okay, if she can do this, and she had the 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 drive, I'll say, to serve God in this capacity, then we all should do this. Amen. You know, it's time for us to take up a um, step up higher. You know, it's time for us to grow up in Christ as opposed to staying stagnant. Uh, a lot of people, after they become babes in Christ, they don't go too much further than that. But if you're a believer in Christ, you should be growing. You should be maturing in the things of God and in his word. Amen. All right. So that one was Luke chapter two 
and verse 37. We're talking about fasting, okay? All right, so now I want to go to the book of Acts. Uh, book of Acts, chapter 14. And I want to pick it up at verse number 23. Acts 14. And we're going to start at verse 23. And the word of the Lord reads, And when they had ordained them elders in every church, and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. All right. Talking about some of the elders being ordained. And there's a procedure that they decided to do to, com to confirm this ordaining process. And it says in every church. In other words, it wasn't just one church that practiced this. It was several churches that abided by the same uh, rules or regulations as it relates to ordaining elders. I'll read again. And when they had ordained them elders in every church, the next thing they did, they prayed with fasting. See how important fasting is? Now, I've, just, I've given you so far, one, two, three, four, five, six. I've given you six different scriptures talking about fasting. And I've not just limited to, to the New Testament. I went back to the Old Testament and showed you in Isaiah and in Nehemiah. Then we went to Matthew. Then we went to 1 Corinthians. Then we went to Luke. And now we're in Acts. Fasting is important for the believer. This is not taught in a lot of churches. I know it's not. But I'm teaching it to you now. And I hope that what I'm saying sinks in and causes you, the believer, to want to go and to find out more about what I'm teaching you tonight on fasting. Amen. All right. Now, let's go back to the Old Testament again. Let's go to the book of Joel. And we want to look at chapter 1 and I want to pick it up at verse 14 Joel chapter 1 and verse 14 and the word of the Lord reads sanctify you a fast call a solemn assembly gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of of the Lord your God and cry unto him. This is a vital verse that you need. See how important fasting is? I'll read this again because this is good. It says sanctify, set apart you a fast after you set yourself apart for a fast. In other words, you decided to do this and what type of fast you're going to do, it says call a solemn assembly. Why, does they, why did this particular verse use the word solemn? Because you have to humble yourself. You shouldn't be coming into a fast joyful. Why are you fasting? Because it's something that you want God to do that you probably have done or somebody else has done you don't want to come to God any old kind of way and I said this before when I started this particular teaching but they're saying 
set apart a fast, called a solemn assembly of believers, talking about the people in the body of Christ. And it says, and the elders and the inhabitants of the land, get them all together, bring them into the house of the Lord and cry unto the Lord. That's saying that when you're fasting, you're praying and you're crying out to the Lord. So it's giving you some instructions on how you're supposed to behave when you're fasting. All right. Okay. Now, next one. Um, let's see. Let's go to. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to the book of Esther. Let's go to the book of Esther. And I want to look at Esther chapter 4. And we want to pick it up at verse 16. Esther chapter 4 and verse number 16. It says, Go gather together all the Jews that are present in Sushan and fast you for me. And neither eat nor drink three days, neither day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise, and so will I go into the king, which is not according to the law, and if I perish, I perish. So here you have Esther. She had to go into the king and, and, and present her case. At that particular time, you just didn't walk up to you didn't walk into the king without um, him calling you or you actually being able to approach the king. So this is why she says that she but she knew Esther knew that there were some things that she had to do to prepare herself. Now, of course, if you go back and read the book of Esther, it's, it's a very interesting story. But I want to focus on what we're talking about here, this little section um, in 16 says go gather together all the Jews that are present in Sushan and she's telling them to go and fast fast for her and neither eat nor drink for three days so now she's giving them a specific time frame of how long to fast and she's also telling them how to do it neither eat nor drink for three days and she said I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so will I go in to the king, knowing that she could lose her life for doing this. Because she's saying here, which is not according to the law. In other words, there was a law that specified you cannot just go into the king anytime you wanted to. Because she says here, she's knowing that, and if I perish, I perish. But the point of this verse that I wanted you to get is that Esther knew it was important that she present herself um, before the king, but she wanted to fast for three days. And she prayed. And if you read the story, which I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it for you because I want you to read it yourself. Just read it. I don't want. I don't want to tell you any more about it. Just read the book of Esther. It's an awesome story. 
But uh, again, this verse in chapter four, verse 16 is talking about what she did prior to going into the seat of king. Because uh, like it says, she could have lost her life um, if things went wrong. But she knew that um, the God that she served had set forth some criteria that would help her. And she used that that plan of action, which was fasting for three days, no food. Um, so when she went into the king, and again, I'm not going to tell you what's going on. I want you to read it and you'll see what actually transpired. All right. All right. We're moving on here. We've uh, we've accomplished a lot here tonight. A lot of scriptures that I've given you so far, and I have some more. But I also have a surprise for you, too. I have maybe a few more. Then we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, I might do a second part to this, but um, we'll see. Um, the next scripture that I want to give you is from the Apocrypha. Now, the Apocrypha, that, that word Apocrypha just means hidden. Uh, I don't want to take too much time going to the history of this, but these books, there, there are some books that were actually removed from the original King James Version. Um, I have a copy of the uh, 1611 King James Version, and these books are in it. So I hear people arguing all the time, those books weren't inspired by God, and, and they're just, they're not, they're, they're not canonized. You don't need to be reading them, and that's all garbage. And I'm going to show you why that is so because my thing is this if they were already in the 1611 king james version why were they taken out but that's a whole nother topic and a whole nother lesson but anyway uh, i don't expect you to uh, be able to turn with me to these passages so i'll just read them to you you can write the references down and then you can go to your google search engine and then you can prove that what I'm telling you is not something I made up at the top of my head. These are actual books of the word of God. Amen. All right. This first one is called Judith. And we're going to look at Judith chapter four and verse 13. And the Bible reads, so God heard their prayers and looked upon their afflictions for the people fasted many days in all Judea and Jerusalem before the sanctuary of the Lord Almighty. Amen. All right. So we have a, another passage talking about fasting and how important it is. Again, this, these next few that I'm going to read to you are from the Apocrypha. Amen. Books that have been removed and again, I'm not going to go um, deep into that, that teaching. I will do one on that soon just so I can prove to you that these books, um, contrary to what some people don't want to believe, um, they are were a part of the original Bible. Amen. All right. The next one that I want to read to you is found in Ecclesiasticus. Now, in our uh, 66 uh, version of the Bible, we have a book called Ecclesiastes. This is called Ecclesiasticus. 
and we're going to go with uh, Ecclesiasticus chapter 35 and I want to read for your hearing verse 16 yeah let's just read verse 16 okay it says he that serves the Lord shall be accepted with favor and his prayer shall reach into the clouds I'll go ahead and read 17 the prayer of the humble pierce the clouds until it come nigh he will not be comforted and will not depart till the most high shall behold to judge righteously and execute judgment all right even though it's not actually saying fasting what it's basically talking about is that you have to when you pray you're humbling yourself and we have read scripture that have talked about that is talking about um, you humble yourself in prayer and in fasting in this case he that serves the Lord I don't have time to go into all of what's going on here uh, but it's telling he that serves the Lord shall be accepted with favor and his prayer shall reach into the clouds the prayer of the humble how do you humble yourself you make yourself low and one of the and one of the um, things that you can do as it, as it relates to being humble is that you can you, you can fast it says the prayer of the humble pierces the clouds till it comes so high. He will not be comforted and will not depart till the most high shall behold to judge righteously and execute judgment. Amen. All right. So we're still talking about fasting. Um, let me give you, let's see here. Let me give you another one. And I think that's going to be just about it. All right. Let's go to second. Cedrus, and uh, we want to look at chapter 5, and I want to go to verse 20, Second Cedrus 5, and we want to look at verse number 20. Matter of fact, I'll read 20 through 27, Second Cedrus chapter 5 verses 20 through 27 all right and so I fasted seven days mourning and weeping like as Uriel the angel commanded me and after seven days so it was that the thoughts of my heart were very grievous unto me again and my soul recovered the spirit of understanding and I began to talk with the most high again and said O Lord that bears rule over every wood of the earth and of all the trees thereof you have chosen thee only one vine and of the lands of the whole world you have chosen thee one pit and of all the flowers thereof one lily and of the depths of the sea you have filled thee one river and of all the builded cities you have hollowed Zion unto yourself. And of all the fowls that are created, you have named one dove. And of all the cattle that are made, you have provided one sheep. And among all the multitudes of people that have gotten the one people, and unto this people whom you love and gave the law that it approved of all. 
I read you the whole thing because I wanted you to see just as it relates to talking about the Apocrypha, how it goes directly to the history of the uh, of the children of Israel. But of course, verse 20 is our focus verse because it's talking about fasting. And I'll read this again and we're going to go ahead and close. And so I fasted seven days mourning and weeping like as Uriel the angel commanded me. And after seven days, it was so that the thoughts of my heart were very grievous unto me again, and my soul recovered the spirit of understanding, and I began to talk with the Most High again. Amen. All right, so we covered quite a bit on tonight talking about fasting, and I pray that uh, something was said that will make you want to go and research more as it relates on this topic. Um, you have a, a wealth of knowledge at your disposal on your phone or your laptop or your computer. All you have to do is pull up the Google and put in your request and it's going to shoot out whatever you need it to, to give you. Amen. Well, again, as always, it's a privilege and an honor for me to come before the people of God sharing in the word of the Lord. And I pray that something was said concerning fasting that will uh, pique your interest. So until next time, in all you're getting, please get an understanding. Everybody be safe and be blessed. Amen.